0: She's pretty great, isn't she? What? She's really pretty great, isn't she? Yeah, she is. Good luck, kid.
1: Did you really come here with Lloyd Dobler? How did that happen? He made me laugh. I wanted to ask you, how did you get Diane Court to go out with you? I called her up on my cars of baptism and the new me. But how come it worked? I mean, like, what are you? I'm Lloyd Dobler. My father's guilty. He lied to me. He lied to everybody. I need you. You do? Everything else means nothing to me. If I hurt you again, I'll die. I love you. What? I love you. How many more times do I have to say it? One more time.
0: Everybody, welcome. My name is Matt, and I'm here with Andrew. Today, we're going to be talking about "Say Anything," the movie that made Cusack a true star. Lloyd and Diane's perfect coupling, and yes, that iconic boombox scene. So, grab your popcorn and Reese's pieces, and let's break it down on the Post-Credit Podcast. I don't know. It was really weird. Did, Did you finish it? it early early? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Was it any good? It's no, good. it's just really predictable. Yeah. Like you could predict. Hit you? It kind of hit probiotics you? drink. It's what do you bit, mean it kinda hits you? Yeah, you like you just got like pi- drunk off a of probiotics yeah, drink. Yeah, like billions of probiotics. I'm not a big fan of that. That doesn't taste good. Well, you got a bunch of different little organisms in your mouth and you gut. It's like snap, crackle, pop. Yeah. Just imagine swallowing all these different little organisms. <sighs> it's good for your tummy. Um so, I, but have you watched Greenland yet? No. Are you the one that posted that on our, did you post that on our Facebook? No. And it got posted on, it was a Facebook. Yeah, I got a, a Green Flake or whatever it's called. Greenland or Green Flake. Greenland. Whatever. The one with Gerard Butler. Uh, I don't know. There was something that got posted on our thing and I wasn't sure what it was. And it says it was posted by me, but I didn't do it. So I deleted it. Oh, well, I don't. I watched the movie. I don't know if it, something got posted. That's weird. It's really weird. Uh, you haven't seen it though. No. It's an amazing movie. It really I'm, is. I'm glad I. I'm glad I uh, looked though because this is a crossword puzzle that I made for the teaser this week. I put it on our Facebook and our Twitter. Yeah. Uh, so it's the post credit podcast season three premiere. Welcome back, everybody. We're, welcome. In se- we're in. We're in season. Uh, season three now. This is the first of what we hope are gonna be our normal length seasons. We're gonna be doing a lot longer seasons now not just the short ones so uh, get ready for a longer season but on social media I made a, a crossword puzzle um, and we're gonna go over questions and answers right now but this is this is to um, to guess it gives you clues to guess what uh, movie we're doing okay so one down. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine letters. One down. Two matching entities in Ghostbusters: the gatekeeper and the the the, the key, master. key master. There you go. So one down is key master, right? Yeah. Lloyd Dobler's uh, role when they went to the party. Yeah, be yep. keymaster, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. All right. So two down. Uh, it's one, two, three, five, five letters. The base of justice, also base of organized play. See, I had to word these to the way they do crossword clues because it's real vague when they do those when you okay. have two different you can have two different meanings for the same word. The base of justice. So it's the same word, but it has two different meanings. These are two different meanings. One is the base of justice, and another also is a base of organized play. Like maybe the floor of organized play or an organized I have support. no clue sport. What's Diane's last name? Oh, court. There you go. So, base of justice, base of organized play, court. You could have said something like basketball and then court. Yeah, but court. That's not how crossword puzzles do it. They're very vague and, and you get two different definitions for the same word type of thing. You know, and, and so it has so to be. So, I, I don't even know what, what. So, court, key master. This is telling people that, yeah, you know, giving yeah. people clues on what movie we're doing. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, um, if you haven't guessed, we're doing Say Anything today. It's my favorite movie. Right, but we're just going over this to see if anybody, everybody got it wrong or everybody got it right. Okay, so this is three down, three letters. Um, it's meets, uh, these are all movies, meets Volcano, Mighty Young, and Meet Black. Joe. So Joe's the missing one, so that would be three down. Um, and then five down is a weapon in gross point blank. The sword is inferior. Three letters. Uh, knife. What did he use as a weapon in Gross Point Blank? It was a pen. There you go. Yeah. So, pen. Do I remember? Yeah. I gave her my heart. She yeah. gave me a pen. Uh, the Keymaster, Court Diane Cord, Joe is who, what's her name, is obsessed with. Uh, four across is three, seven letters, lofted overhead or upon the shoulder. Raise your hand. <laughs> what do people used to carry on their shoulders that played music or oh. lofted above their heads? Oh, a xylophone. <laughs> Boombox. Boombox. Boombox for four across. And then six across is new on the U.S. East Coast. Original is contained by coast. Starts with an E. New on the U.S. East Coast, but the original was contained by coasts. I have no clue. England. Oh. New okay. England yeah, yeah, I get it Anyways okay. I thought I was very proud of that the, 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 I'm proud of you for the it clues that I came up with yeah. And I was like This sounds very crosswordy This is very crosswordy <sighs> So Anyways Those were clues That were directing you To our season premiere This episode Which is a Say Anything Say Anything was a film uh, it Came out in 1989 It was directed by Cameron Crowe It was written by Cameron Crowe Yeah <laughs> And it stars John Cusack this is his first movie, by the way. Right? Well, not his his first, like, John Cusack movie where he's the lead. Because, you know, he was in, uh, was it Pretty in Pink or Sixteen Candles before this? I can't remember, but he was also in Better Off Dead and a couple others. But this is his first, like like, John Cusack type of movie, you know? Well, it says it's the directorial debut. Oh, oh you're talking about Cameron Crowe. Yes, I thought yes. you meant John Cusack. Oh, that's why no, I was saying no, no, no. like he was in like Pretty in Pink and whatever. He's also in Better Off Dead and everything. But yeah, Cameron Crowe is his yeah, very first yeah, one. Yeah, um, It stars John Cusack as Lloyd Dobler, uh, Ione Sky as Diane Court, John uh, John Mahoney as uh, James Court. Also stars Lily Taylor, Amy Brooks, Pamela Adlon, uh, Jason Gould, Lauren Dean, um, a bunch of others um jeremy piven is also in this i think it's just worth mentioning yeah um so and this is your favorite movie correct 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 how long has it been your favorite movie ah oh, man you know i didn't watch this movie until i was in my 20s really so it's been my favorite movie it came out it's been my favorite movie ever since cuz like before it was Walk the Line. I love that. I was going to ask you what it was before this then. It was Walk the Line. And uh when I f- then when I watched this movie I was just like, okay, this is my new favorite movie. Wait, Walk the Line. What what year was that? I was like 2010 or something like something that. Something right? like that. Yeah. So what was your favorite movie before that? Mm. Probably going back to like Varsity Blues Ni- and Ninja Turtles like probably. Yeah. I was t- I, <laughs> I went to go uh to see Walk the Line. And I was Typing in uh, Diane Court. <laughs> I can't see anything on the brain. On the brain. Um, Walk the Line. Two thousand five is when that came okay. out. So, so it's around there. Yeah. So it's, it's around there. That's okay. All right. Well. Yeah. Um. I I really like this movie. This this comes out at the the tail end of the ninety or the eighties. Nineteen eighty nine. Yeah. Yep. And it f- it had a feeling of wrapping up the eighties to it to me it did yeah um, like especially when he uh, he packed up all at the end and you know he's going with her to england and everything and he turns up the music before and just like leaves his room you know leaves his sister there um i don't know It just had a, a wrapping up of the 80s type of movies you know yeah. going into the 90s from there that's what it felt like to me very uh i i you know and i said this before to you you know i i felt like this movie touched extremely closely to being a rom-com yeah and and i kind of feel like it's one of the first really i i i i wouldn't call it a rom-com though in that sense like i mean the the high school okay high school sally came before this well that's what i'm saying high school rom-com Yeah, yeah, but like Pretty in Pink and Sixteen Candles, they all came out before this. You know, this is more—I classify this as like a—this is just my opinion, but I I classify this as more of a romance movie because there are— very small bits of comedy, but they're like they're not comedy coming from the characters. They're comedy coming from like the director, like in the way that he has yeah. Lily Taylor obsess about Joe. You know that gets to be it's kind of funny and everything, and it gets a little grating after a while. But, yeah, you know, <clears throat> there's not a lot of comedy to it. It's 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 I think it's mainly just. It's it's definitely I would say one of the the first or at least the best teen romance movies yeah. flat out teen romance. Well, it's weird because you know you see a, a character like uh, Joan Cusack right in the movie who didn't take a credit for this movie right. by the way, but you know you're used to seeing her doing some outlandish, just crazy comedy type roles. Like everything she does that she she always brings the comedy, I feel like, except for in this movie. Like She was very straight laced and normal. Yeah, yeah. Straight laced and normal. And it's really weird seeing Joan Cusack act that way yeah you almost want to say it was overly normal but it really wasn't it was just yeah. normal she was acting normal but because she's so eccentric and a yeah. lot of the things that she does and yeah so out there that whole family is yeah that whole family yeah, is. yeah yeah but i mean like she, like john cusack's tame a lot of the time he yeah uses, like his little outburst of explosion or whatever unless unless you watch uh, um, uh, hot tub time machine which I haven't. Which, which he is extremely about not tame in that movie. He's, he's, he's like John. He's, he's like John Cusack times a thousand. Really? Because I thought he was more mellow in that. Uh, I thought uh, no I thought he was more mellow in that movie. Um, when he gets a suitcase full of drugs, um, it, it <laughs> See, just. I've never seen. This oh movie. man, it's it's. He has a suitcase full of drugs that he always carried with him. So they went back to the past, and he knew exactly where this, this suitcase full of toys were. Oh, jeez. All right. I might, I might have to watch yeah, this, but, this this summer. But, like, it was just weird seeing Joan Cusack, you know I mean? Because we, we did a podcast with her uh, with a movie that she did with toys. And she was in Gross Point Blank. and, and Gross Point Blank. And, and, and I think she's been, like, the most reoccurring person on the show. <laughs> yeah. All <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I mean, j- she's just so not straight-laced. It's not, not such a... I mean, just even her facial features and, and, and the way that she moves her face and stuff like that, you know, it's just comedic timing. You know, it's perfect with her. You know, I mean, I, I it, you get to that point where you're like, OK, who's the better actor between the two in, in reality? You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I John Cusack's my favorite actor. I, I, I agree with him in the acting. I think he's a great actor. I mean, he's a phenomenal actor. Right. But, um, you know, his his sister is just up there, too. You know, she's just that good. You know, yeah. she she fits each role that she plays very well, even if it's a minor role, you know. Yeah. I you know, Like you said, you know, it's, it's just, it's it's one of those things where you, you've, we've seen Joan Cusack do so many things and says, you know, the, her little outbursts and stuff like, you know, like, I'm fine, I'm, I'm fine. fine. Yeah. And then in, in Gross Point Blank where, you know, she's like, Whoo! and she's like uh-huh. trash in the place yeah. with a hammer and then she gets on the phone and she's like gets all serious and like gets all yeah mad- like almost the funniest Cassie part of the whole movie is her you know <laughs> yeah no we I think we discussed think that we it was like that, yeah. it was, it's a rom-con but the funniest part of that movie is Joan Cusack yes. followed by Dan Absolutely. Ackroyd. absolutely yeah so um, this movie is slightly different Uh it, it has a uh, has more of a charming human quality to it it's more realistic I felt yeah and that's why I enjoyed it so much. Um, so, what what are your favorite parts of the, about this movie? Um, what, what makes it your favorite movie? The it starts about halfway through when when well, no, actually more so at the beginning. You know, right after they get back to the party, when you know he's talking to her and she's getting out of the car, and they you know you think they're gonna kiss, and then they end up hugging. And oh, then, and they get back from the party. Yes, yes, and, and where um it it uh. He, he she goes inside talks to her father and she and hugs him real awkwardly yeah yes yeah, she does and love, so does he though this so does he it's all I natural a, I have it in my notes uh, the way she hugged him after the date and the way his friends say that they would like uh, Lloyd if they were Diane those are my favorite parts yeah but yeah the way yeah. she hugged him like real awkwardly. but but when when he goes in there and and or she goes in there and talks to her father and said oh I think I messed up you know I I, I didn't react to him very much you know the, the proper way and then he says really and then he looks out the window and uh john cusack's bowing out there yeah that's my favorite scene that's right because i couldn't remember if she was upset about the way she responded to that yeah because i mean the way he did it you know he he did that that whole bowing and everything else like that and then you know her smile at, uh, at that scene was just it, that's my favorite part of the movie yeah um So, this movie is about a couple different things, actually. You know, I like movies, uh, sometimes, I like movies without, if it's done right, I like movies without a main character. So, you know, and what I mean by that is, like, oftentimes, it isn't until the end that you figure out who the main character is. So, you have, like, a couple different people. Mm -hmm. And in this movie, you have, like, you know, three main ones. You know, you have Lloyd... You have the dad and you have Diane and everything. And they it's all like Can't Hardly Wait. With. You know, that's what I said before, I think. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean, like, I think some people can glean maybe uh, certain main characters from that. Yeah, like Seth Green, yeah. you know. And, and same and, thing with this one. It's like, you know, some people may say, well, it's Lloyd's movie. And other people yeah. say, well, it's Diane's movie. Yeah. And other people might say, well, it's one of theirs movies. But, you know, the dad has got a huge part in it, too, you know. Yeah. So... I like I like movies that play out like that uh, because it spends a lot of time giving uh, everybody else besides the main character yeah. that background, that setup, that you know uh, stuff to make you care about what's going mm-hmm. on with their story. So that's really cool. I mean, a lot of movies, you know, it's a it's a juggling act trying to balance, you know, how much time you spend with each character to make sure that you care about them and everything. Yeah. And uh, I think this it, it can be done bad. But it can be done well as well. Like, you know, Paul Thomas Anderson, you know, he has a lot of, you know, different main characters like Mm -hmm. in Magnolia or whatever. Well, Um, that's kind of like with 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 when, you know, Cameron Crowe, when he did uh, Almost Famous, too. You know, it was kind of like not really surround. I mean, it was surrounded around, you know, the the kid who was a writer. But at the same time, it was kind of, you know, around the groupies, you know, and things like that. You know, so I, I think Cameron Crowe does this very well. Yeah, you know, I, and uh, he does it very well, and and I feel like he he gets his actors to act so naturally in his films, like you know, almost like you know, there's not necessarily lines that you're just you know going with the feelings, you know what I mean? Because that's yeah. that's what Cameron Crowe's films are about is feelings. You know, you f- you feel certain in time certain time periods in your life, you have certain feelings. You know, and you feel a certain way, a certain time periods in your life, just like with almost famous, and 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 you know, saying anything. <clears throat> that that period in his life, he didn't really want. You know, John, John, Lloyd didn't know what he wanted to be. Yeah, you know, and, and and just like with with again, that's that takes a feeling. You know, I mean, everybody was at that point. I think in high school, you know, you, every once so you, you had a couple of people that were really sure of what they wanted to be and what they wanted to do. But you know, having that feeling, almost everybody goes through it. Yeah, you know, where where you're just kind of, you don't know what you want to do. You know, you're just kind of starting off in life. Yeah, it's more human. It's it's uh, you know, before this, you had your Porkies, your your uh, you know, sixteen candles, your you know, Fast Times, all these different different types of things. Where a lot of it's very Hollywood. Whereas, I feel like Cameron Co- Crows are more human, you know? Yeah. he t- He uses takes where there's, like, mistakes in it, or they fumble over words. Like the hugging scene. Or something like yeah. that. Whereas, Hollywood would usually take those out because it's not a perfect scene. Yeah. It's not exactly how the director wanted it to go. Cameron Crowe uses those scenes because it's more real, because we're not perfect in our everyday lives. We trip over things when we're walking, you know? Yeah. We trip over our own words. We you know stumble with what we want to say and everything like that so you know I, th- I think it's just unique the way that he the way that he plans everything out and i think um are we ever going to talk about say uh about um uh, almost famous uh, i don't know maybe i mean i don't know probably not i don't know i mean maybe i think that would probably be the better time to talk about cameron crow <laughs> yeah because, you know, if anybody knows about uh, Cameron Crowe, that almost famous movie is kind of a semi-autobiographical yeah. account of his days when uh, wrote he Rolling wrote Stone. for Rolling Stone when he yeah. was 15. Um, he, you know, and after that, he, he, he of course, went uh, back to high school, authored a book that that Fast Times was based on, yeah. Yeah. you know, Um he uh, let's see. He provided the liner notes for Bob Dylan's "Then uh, the uh, Biograph" in 1985. Um, you know all these different things that he's done. He's done a lot of things, and, and "Almost Famous" is, is, is yeah based on that. But uh, and the characters are are pretty close and almost famous to this one. But and yeah. "Almost Famous" is kind of like enjoying the um, uh, risque nature of the life that they were in and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff whereas lloyd is more wholesome and endearing he's more wholesome and endearing and and we can get into that why he is i mean you know you figure he's very you know the the male taking care of the you know the the late his lady and all that other kind of stuff you know and, and it probably stems from a lot of him being raised by his sister and, you know, having only girlfriends. That's what I you was know? yeah. And and I, I think that drives him to be kind of the person that he is, yeah. you know. And I feel like, you know, he, he doesn't really talk about his parents. I mean, he kind of makes a joke at the beginning of it about, you know, them supposed to be at his graduation and they they send their love kind of situation where from germany because his dad's in the army or something and yeah but they're not they're not like pissed about it they're not traumatized by it they're just well yeah mom and dad are over there and everything but you know they're moving on with their lives but he does apologize to his sister you know about about having a you know uh, he's like i'll go you know if, if you don't want me to you know I'm sorry that you have to raise me and all this other stuff at the be you know near the beginning. When yeah, you're something that. like that. Yeah, yeah. It, but I mean, I think you know it. It doesn't make a huge deal about the parents being gone. There, you know, he's with his sister who's an adult, and has a kid, yeah. and all this kind of stuff. So, and did you see at the beginning of the scene or the beginning of the movie where where um she's talking to him and uh and and she's straight up telling him saying, Hey, look, you know, uh, I need you to be his uncle, not his friend. You know, yeah, and 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 if you think about it, and that that's when he he says, you know, I'm not I'm not Tim, you know, I I'm not T M, I I can't, you know, I'm I'm not the one that's doing this to you, I'm not the one that's making you feel this way, you know, that kind of thing, and and you know, he's, you know, that's kind of like the uncle's job in a way, you know what I mean? Like like I expect you, you know, yeah, to to be uh, the adult around my kids, but right. at the same time, you know, it's it's the fun uncle or you know whatever, you know what I mean? And, and so. She just seriously, you know, there was that back story there that we didn't really get anything into not that it would have been interesting if we did really, but Joan Cusack's backstory about, you know, why she's a single mother, you know, raising her, basically her brother and her son at the same time. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It's, it's, it's a cool dynamic, I think, between the two. And, you know, when you say, I, I need you to be his uncle, not his friend, it's like, well that's what his uncle, that's exactly. what Exactly. That's what I was trying to you say. Know, yeah. Uncles are the fun pr- people that, you know, it's like, oh, you want a little extra candy? You want me to throw you in yeah, the air? Yeah. You want me to take Teach you on- out to kickbox? Yeah, force you to go on dangerous, you know, theme park rides or <laughs> you know, buy you junk food or whatever right, it is. Right, you know, right, you know, right. that's that's what you know, uncles, you know, they they like to be the fun uncle yeah. or the fun aunt or yeah. whatever. But you know, for us it was Fun Aunt Jerry. Oh yeah. As yeah, opposed yeah. to an uncle and everything, but Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, this, this movie, uh, as we said, it's, it's a lot more human, uh, little things from, from Cameron Crowe, you know, how the letter that he sends her is just real yeah. simple. I'll always yeah. be there for you. Yeah. You know, that type of thing. Uh, how she sits, uh, if you notice when they're driving, you know, they have their seats and everything, but she sits in the middle cause she... She's comforted by him. Yeah, you know, and so 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 she sits closer to him. And in a normal movie, you'd have like a perfect shot of like, okay, the the windshield is centered on the screen. You have one on this side of the screen, one yeah. on that side of the screen, so that it feels even. But this one it's it's closer. It's you know more it's realistic. Zoomed in, closed up. She's scooted over into the middle seat, different things like that. Um, her air quotes that are real half-hearted when she says, I love you, you know, yeah, everything yeah, yeah, like yeah. that, you know, the pen, you know, the, 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 the screaming and commercials part, you know, every once yeah. in a while you can hear me screaming in commercials and stuff. So, you know, you just have these little tiny nuances, the little things in there where it's, it's telling stories. I mean, because that's what life is about, is all the little tiny yeah. details that you may overlook or you miss or whatever. But in movies, it's like, you know, you have these big things here and there, but you don't get into the details a lot, so. Yeah. And, 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 you know, like when she says, you know, she's talking to her dad, right. And it's very hard to tell, you know, uh, as a girl, I'm sure, especially, but, you know, tell your father, Hey, uh, you know, he asked what you guys did that night, you know, and she said, uh, well, you know, he wanted to, but we, you know, we, we, we said no. She's very honest with her dad. Yes, and then and then then all of a sudden she said, "Well, then I turned around and ravaged him." You know that kind of thing. You know. It well, was like... and it, there's two times in this movie where they like, you know, have you seen the videos on like YouTube or TikTok or whatever? It's like the moment when people die inside. Yeah. So there's two moments like that for for Diane's dad in this movie. One is where she's like, you know, I decided I didn't want to do it, and then he's like, okay, you know, he has this look of relief flash yeah. over his face, and she's like, and then I changed my mind, and jumped on him or whatever it was and then he has this look like oh gosh and then uh at the end of the movie when John Cusack's talking to him in the prison and he's saying well she needs to go off I think she needs to go off on her own and I'm on my own path and everything he's like oh good and then he's like but then I decided to go with her anyways yeah he's like oh my god you know like like he keeps getting the the rug pulled out from well and then also when she hands him the pen you know at the in that same scene you know where she hands him the pen yeah that was right Write me, you know. That's another one where his his heart probably went. Oh. Yeah, because that was like, oh, she just threw that back in my face. Yeah, so. yeah, and that's a very iconic, uh, very iconic uh, scene in a movie as well. I mean, it it's rated number seventy three on the charts uh, for the most uh, oh, man, iconic guess, like, scenes or whatever. Yeah, like iconic uh, movie. The pen part or the boombox? The, the the pen part. Oh, okay, yeah. I so think it's like the most iconic. Her uh, giving him the pen, or Lloyd saying, "I gave her my heart, and she gave me a pen." Uh, the the the, the, the second pen. one, the latter. Yeah, yeah. Um, hundred greatest movie lines by Premier in two thousand seven. Yeah, this and this has this has number seventy three. Uh, such such great lines in this movie, it really too. does. Um, but for those that don't know, what we're talking about. We will get into it. Um, so this movie is about um, a guy named Lloyd Dobler now. John Cusack didn't want to do this movie because he had already done a bunch of teen movies, yeah. and he didn't. He wa- He's like, I don't want to graduate again. Yeah. You know, I've done so many graduating and mm-hmm. movies and stuff. I don't want to do it again. But Cameron Crowe and John Mahoney convinced him to look at the script. And Cameron Crowe's like, and I don't know if Cameron Crowe would ever do this with any other actor. Maybe that's just because he was first starting out. But he's like, we can talk over like the script. You know, change some things and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Tailor it more to John Cusack. But he wanted John Cusack really bad because he's yeah. like. You know, this per- per- part is perfect for John sex. Cusack. So Sex basically like, well, you know, I might as well. And this time in my life, this time in my career on a high note and do something like that, put a good cap on it. And then I can move on to more adult movies and everything. And this will be like the my my graduation from teen movies to serious movies, which kind of breaks down to in, in all reality. I'm sure again, this is probably my opinion, but. You know, this is probably his greatest movie. I mean, and that's just my I know my it's opinion. your favorite, yeah. Yeah, it's my favorite movie, but it's also, I, I feel like it was his, you know, it's what everybody knows him from, you know, not anybody born in probably the last 30 years, say, but. People our yeah. age, they they definitely know. It's mostly involved robots aging silent That was weird. <laughs> what, what did you ask Siri? I have no clue. Something about robots and silent movies. That's very strange. We should make a silent movie a robot silent movie that would be weird i'm sure they have done that though (laughs) yeah i'm sure um so basically uh uh, john cusack plays a guy named lloyd dobler now lloyd dobler's been in love with um diane court played by Ione ioni sky for how long probably a a good while yeah yeah and, and he has this uh thing where he thinks they were on a date yeah when but they ate in the she apparently board. remembers it too so I guess she does remember yeah it. she does say that she said or it wasn't it like uh i don't think she remembers maybe it. she said yes and then he, he yeah that's right because he asked her about it but she knew who he was but it wasn't like a. Uh, Well, she had to, when she hung up with him, she had to look up the yearbook to see who it was. That's right. But I mean, like, she remembers it maybe. Yeah, she ate at a food court and he was probably there stalking her. And, uh, (laughs) yeah. yeah. And so he went and got food and purposely ate at a table right across from her so he could pretend like they were eating together. Do you think he meant? So, yeah, borders on creepy a little bit. And, you know, I think, I think it was like, okay, they're, they're both about to graduate and things like that. And, you know, she could be going off to anywhere and, and they did find out that, you know, she was in the paper, you know, because they brought it up, but um, you know, he was trying to make his last stand, you know, and, yeah. and and uh he just figured, what better time than now, you know? Yeah. And you know, it's 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 a reversal between who Lloyd is and who Diane is for normal movies because usually you have well like like a she's all that Uh, not a she's all that. That, 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 she's all that actually kind of follows to say anything, but everything else. Yeah. You know, usually you have a nerdy guy or an unpopular guy going off to the, after the popular girl, right? Yeah. And, but uh, just like the, the classic line from this movie as well, you know, she, 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 what they say, a, uh, uh, she had the body of a weather girl or something, and and she's brainy or something like that. I don't remember, but that, yeah, that's the point I was getting at. Was you know, it's she. She's not like the. Uh, she's a valedictorian, but you know, she's not like the class president, the, the yeah. captain of the of the cheerleading squad, and you know, the, she's a like brain, the most popular girl in school. It's it's this other guy who's somewhat popular going after. This other girl now, now she's not unpopular. She's actually very popular, but she's she's more um, not notorious, but the, uh, she is known. But she is known as is kind of like that that woman on the pedestal kind of thing, where it's like she's more infamous she, for being a brain. Yeah, a brain, but at the same, but like they were saying in the line, you know, the, bo- a the bo- a body of a beauty, you know, but the the brains of a well, just a the genius, looks, or you know. Yeah. yeah, like I mean, she's she's beautiful. Uh, and, and and she could be one of those girls at the top tier yeah. and everything, but she went this other way where she was a bookworm. And now, you know, like, she was popular, people wanted to date her, but people were too intimidated because she's so smart yeah, and everything. And they were like, well, I don't know how to even deal with a girl like that. So nobody even really tried, I don't think. It, just wasn't, it wasn't the typical thing well, that she they, had a boyfriend and she broke up on graduation day. She yeah. just was always in her studies. Well, if you notice, like, it wasn't like anybody didn't try because they just tried, but they just waited a little bit longer than yeah. uh, Lloyd did. Academia you know? was her boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but you notice, like, even that guy at the party, he's like, how'd you do it? You know, like, both of them were asking, you know, all these people yeah, at this like, party just were them. asking each other, you know, uh, Diane and Lloyd's characters you know, uh, they were asking him saying, Hey, how did you land Lloyd? And how did you land Diane? It was like, not land Lloyd. Like, why are you here with Lloyd? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but how it, did you get with Diane? Yes, yes, yes. And it, but it was just like, it was just like a taboo thing. Like nobody knew, nobody thought that this would be a good fit, I guess in a way, yeah. you know, and, and even it just seemed kind of like a lot of things were trying to attack them, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, and try to prevent this from happening. And that's why it's a great love story because you know no matter what uh anybody tried you know even each other were trying to sabotage it you know a neither you know they still ended up together basically well and the difference between this and the others you know is it's it's, it's what do they say at the end it's um uh what are the things that they're saying uh oh um. Nobody thinks it'll work. You know. Nobody thinks we'll work. Nobody thinks that we're gonna make it. Blah blah mm-hmm. blah blah blah. And he just goes, you know, you just described every success, you know, story. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. You which know, is right. Which is know, a great know, line because it you know, it's line. like it's like oh, you know, nobody says we're gonna make it. We're gonna fail. You just described every successful yeah. success story because that's what that's what they were told too. Yeah. So he's a very positive guy. Well, if you Hugely noticed, positive. Guy. You, you notice that there was a lot of misplacement as far as the time frame for this movie. Because, you know, they were talking about how, you know, they were at the graduate. It starts out, you know, with them at the graduation, right? Right. Then they go to well, the, like the, the after, after- party before, yeah. before the graduation. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then at the after party. And then they talk about how, you know, they, they kind of almost imply that they still have got some more school left in a way. Uh, like, it's not going to be literally the last time they're going to see him. Well, I think, you know. They people, maybe have a week or two left or something yeah, like that, you Yeah, know? And I think back in the 80s, it was a big thing to, like, you know, graduate and then go do some fun things before you start yeah, like buckling maybe, down. Yeah, like having the ceremony first and then, you know, having, maybe. you know, the actual last days I of never, school. I never got that they were having more school. Um I don't know if that was in there. Maybe I missed it. But I, I never – I think it was more just, you know, we have a few uh, – a little bit of time in summer to hang out type of thing. Yeah. Um, But, you know, like I said, you know, the reversal between those, you know, you have uh, – uh, uh, and and Lloyd is so well-liked by everybody. He's not, yeah. like, the popular guy. But he's just one of these – excuse me. He's just one of these guys that, like, everybody is a fan of. Everybody likes it. And, and it's, it actually starts to – helped to endear him to yeah. Diane. You know, I, I, I love the development between the two um, because, you know, obviously they graduate, she has a speech, she kind of flubs a, a, th- a line that she thought was going to be hilarious and that her dad told it's her the was the only hilarious. one that was laughing. And, uh, you know, it was just kind of like, oh, that's a great line, and she drops the line. So she's very sheltered, She's very much only knows the world that her dad has created for her. Yeah. So as you s- begin to see, he's a very loving dad, you see at the beginning, but it, it's gotten to the point now where it's kind of, um, it's almost like, you know, he's uh, built a world, a little bubble around her. He lets her go out and do things and everything, yeah. but I mean, he's built this bubble around her and, and let her believe certain things so that, um, so that you know he can kind of keep her under his thumb. Yeah. So well, and it's she's the same naive. way. It's a, but they're they're both kind of naive in a way, you know, because he's naive in the sense that he thinks he will always get away, and he he saved that money for her. He says, you know, so he's naive thinking he's, he's going to, to get away with what he's trying to get away with. Yeah. Where she's very naive because, you know, they basically only had each other. You could tell that, you know, for many, many years, it was just them two. Right. You know, it was just, you know, him, you know, throwing so little pa- like dinner parties. I was and, 12 years old and, yeah, and he, pick him. And, and yeah, and, and she, asked, you know, he's like, why'd you pick me? You know, or you picked me, you know, and all this other stuff. And it was like, it's always been them two. And they're both naive people to the world. You know, I mean, she's very naive. She admits it right at the beginning of the movie that she's naive in the sense that she doesn't know you know, what it's like to hang out with people and, and go to parties and, and high school things, do things outside of academically, you know, spe- You know, speaking of academics, you know, that outside of academics, she knows nothing of the world. Right. You know, and, and so this is kind of... That's why when you said, you know, you can't really say who's the main character. She even said, like, I kept, I kept everybody at a distance this whole time. Yeah, so it's kind of like, it, you know, why you got two main characters in a way, you know, because it's kind of her you know, coming out to to the world and and saying, hey, she's just a normal person, you know, her peers should look at her just as a normal kid that's in school that just has very good grades and is going very far in life, you know, kind of situation. And and for him it's it's kind of him taking his last shot of, you know, of something he really, really wants because he doesn't know what he wants beyond Diane Court. You know, and we realize that at the end of the movie because he ends up following her, you know, to England. Because he doesn't know what he wants for himself, but he does know he wants Diane Court. And so that's really his driving force. You know, he he knows that he doesn't know what he wants to do with his life, but he does know that he wants to be with Diane Court. Where her, she knew exactly what she wanted, but she didn't. She 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 thought I think she thought she knew exactly what she wanted and she thought that everything was just falling in place for her. Where in, you know, with the situation with her dad and meeting Lloyd, you know, everything just got kind of thrown up in the air. You just blew point. through the whole movie. You just blew through the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I was just trying to do the correlation. No, 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 you. no. I, I completely agree with everything you said. Uh, okay. So she she does her speech and everything and she thinks it's going to be funny because her dad, you know, you can see when they're talking in the, the car, it's not like a normal dad-daughter relationship where uh you know typically the daughter's like embarrassed about anything the dad says or disagrees like oh this isn't cool and the dad says oh yeah it's cool The daughter would be like whatever you don't know what you're talking about dad but i mean like these two it was like really you think it's good you know and, and it's yeah. like uh, she doesn't understand that there's a usually there's a disconnect between certain age of adults and teenagers and that it's not going to click everything's not going to click so yeah of course she tries to tell some jokes and it doesn't really click. And, you know, she's kind of realizing that, you know, uh, the world's not as easy as her dad laid it out to be for her. Well, and plus her father doesn't really, you know, I could probably, I feel like, you know, he doesn't need to because, you know, she's always been his perfect little angel kind of situation, you know, but, you know, he, he, he doesn't ever really get mad at her. He didn't get upset with her, you know. I, I'm sorry, and but it might She doesn't it, argue with him. Yeah, and exactly. So there's no conflict there. Right. You know, and what you, you would no have with any teenager. Oh, any teenager. You know, especially, you know, a single father. Yeah. You know, ra- this ra- shows a how teenager basically. Teenager girl. Yeah, this has, shows how basically, like, sheltered he's made it for her to where she lives in this bubble that, like, she, she doesn't live in this real world. And everything that she experiences with Lloyd here from here on out is, like, this brand new thing. Yeah. So, you know, she has this. She's waiting to hear about the scholarship for uh, for this program in England that she wants to do. Um, uh, it never really – I don't think it really says what no. she'd be majoring in or anything like that. But it's just like this huge opportunity to go and join this thing in England and make a good career and make lots of money. Um, yeah, and, and, you know, with, with – again, with the father, you know, he, he just doesn't – no matter what she does. I'm sorry, if my daughter came home at like 6 o'clock in the morning or 7 o'clock in the morning, uh, I'd probably flip out. Not yeah, but lie. that being said, they're graduated. They're probably 18 by now, so it might be like a different thing. Like my we, house, <laughs> my room I know, but we, it, it's, it's just a different thing. Like back then, it was probably a little bit of a different time as well because it's back in the 80s and everything. Yeah. But um, it, it, I think it's one of those – you know he he's so assured on how he has her locked down. Okay, that he okay. doesn't think that. that there's any that there's going to be any problems with her because even when she does come home, he's not really phased by it. I think he only gets yeah. upset one time. And that's towards the end, but I think that's more because he's dealing with his legal issues and they've started mounting up now, and he's stressed about that and everything. But. He, he, he tells everybody. He tells his sister, who's a little bit more encouraging than his friends. He tells yeah. – Lloyd tells his three girlfriends. And uh, you, we don't see him having any friends that are guys. You you see one or two people. You see the key master, the original key master dude, played by Eric Stoltz. And you, play, you see uh, Jeremy Piven's character. But that's really it. You know, you have people that know him, but it seems like his best friends are the girls. Yeah. Well, which- and even though with his best friends, it doesn't seem like they – they're super close, to either in a way. What do you mean? You know, I mean, be, like, yeah, he goes over there and hangs out with them, but it's like, you know, have you know half the movie we're we're seeing those two girls just hang out together. You know what I mean? Have little side conversations and you know talk about Lloyd and and whatever you know and, and Joe or whatever. But you see a lot of uh, scenes that that you know he's not even included in their friendship get together and and you know I, I kind of feel like it, maybe they're just friends. Cause they're a lot alike, maybe or something. You know, I, I I don't know. I just don't see them as being, you know, like like even the Jeremy Piven and and those group of guys seemed a lot more friendlier and more like friends than than John Cusack did with or Lloyd did with his. Those I don't know. He, he he like the dudes at the party, Jeremy Piven and all that kind of stuff. He really kind of like he's kind of like dealing with him like a like an annoying little brother or something. Yeah, you know, he was drunk. Yeah, you know, oh, whatever, and everything. Joe, you know, obviously he doesn't, he's not a huge fan of Joe because he has this friend who yeah. is hurt and everything. And he even says afterwards, he's like, yeah, that was a bad idea. Like basically these guys don't know what the hell they're talking about yeah. and everything. But I think that's what, uh, you know, we talked about it earlier. Well, I guess, I guess yeah, he did defend his friend, you know, in that sense. So, I mean, I guess that's that's kind of a, a on the checklist of uh, what, you know, states as a friend, you know what I mean? I, so I guess, you know, defending, you know, telling Joe not to go over there. But it was almost like, You know, maybe he was kind of telling Joe not to go over there for his sake as well. You know, in a way. I don't know. It it may have been. It's just maybe. It probably just depends on how you see the movie. I don't see him friends with those guys at all. I I think that he is annoyed with them, and when he doesn't, when Diane breaks up with him, and he doesn't know what to do. He's like, okay, well, these guys always, you know, let, let me. I see it as I don't know these guys very well. Let me see what they would do, and then <laughs> and he goes, he says. To the, yeah, he's like, okay, that was a bad idea. Yeah, because they're they're like, yeah, you know, you don't, you just have to be single. And he said, well, you know, explain to me this. <laughs> you guys are all single. You guys are all single, and you're here at this gas station, at what time in the morning, like four o'clock in the, in the morning, morning or, or something was. like that. Yeah, and you're, and there are no girls, and they're like. Uh, well, you know, and then I think that's when we get into Jeremy Pivens, uh, a s- uh, little. Yeah. It says very depressing like, you gotta, speech. Yeah. You got, know? you, you got to have the experience. You got to, you know, anyways. But yeah, so, but it's, I, I really like that the girls don't bully him. The friends that are girls, yeah. they, they, they don't, they don't give him crap. Yeah. They're, they're very supportive. And it shows that, like, like he understands women really well, maybe because of being friends with them. And so he knows how to be mature. He knows how to be respectful without going yeah. over overboard, without trying to um, control her or whatever it may be. I mean, he leaves her alone at the party, and she even makes mention of it. So anyways, he finally gets up the, the courage to call her, well, call her dad, and then, you know, tell her, oh, you know, Uh, you know, I really want to go out with her. You know, this, this is, you know, he's just like rambling. Yeah. And the dad's kind of like, okay, whatever. Let me just take this message. And you could tell the dad's kind of just like not really got time for it or whatever. And then as he's about to hang up, you know, Lloyd's like, you know, she's really great, isn't she? Yeah. He ends it like that, and it makes the dad smile. And he's like, yeah, she really is. And he hangs up. And he probably didn't hear that from all the other guys that called. You know, they just want to sleep But with that's her so whenever. classic John Cusack line. You know, that's oh, yeah, that John Cusack and, and only John Cusack would say something. At, you know, instead of saying, all right, you know, sir, you know, getting nervous. You know, he was almost talking to, like, the dad like, you know, he was a buddy or something. You know what I mean? He wasn't talking to him. I mean, he called him sir, you know, things like that. But at the same time, you know— I, don't know if I'd have the guts to say that at the end of a conversation if I was calling a girl's father. You know yeah. what I mean? Just straight up tell him. You know, she's really great. You know, and it's like, well, that's her dad. Of course, her dad probably thinks she's more than just really great. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's just, it's just classic John Cusack. John Cusack does says stuff like that in his movies. So I don't think that that was a uh, like a Cam and Crow. probably probably yeah yeah, it was probably all john cusack because you know just just adding that one little you know dig in there and everything and so of course he's at the top of the list and she's excited because she's got this england thing now and uh so she looks at the list and calls lloyd back kind of weirded out by him and everything she looks real weirded out and then she hangs up and she has to look in the yearbook to see and she wasn't impressed when she saw him she looked she found him and she kind of looks up like oh Well, and this is after, you know, she she bombs it at the graduation ceremony with her speech and everything else like that. You know, even though she's getting a lot of compliments, but it was a bunch of guys that are trying to hook up with her, you know. Right. They just want to hook up. Yeah. But, you know, she bombed the speech and then, you know, she had that conversation with her dad saying basically, you know, she's because she did so well in school. She kind of disregarded, you know, what it's like to be in high school. You know what I mean? And the experience of it all. You know, and, and I feel like. You know that's why she called Lloyd because well I mean you know that's why she probably liked Lloyd in in a way because he he was he was she probably knew who he was I mean she did have to look in the yearbook you know but she automatically knew when she saw him you know it's kind of like you know she's like hey maybe this guy maybe I can get a little last bit of uh, attention from you know something besides books before I leave off to London or something no it wasn't because remember what happened uh, why they said why did you come with Lloyd and what did she say? Um, like he made me laugh. That's right. That's right. Because yeah, yeah, when yes. they were on the phone, he was going on. He was being his eccentric yeah, self, uh-huh. and she giggled. And, you know, she laughed a little bit and everything. And I'm sure she's used to either guys hitting on her, not knowing what it means, or whatever, because she's so naive and everything. But it just it came off to me to where this it was like a different phone call than than or a different conversation with a guy that she's used to having. Yeah, and so she's like. Sure, let's go. Yeah. Why not? And so when people ask her, she's like, and it wasn't until afterwards she looked, and she's like, oh, gosh. And she's like, well, <laughs> at least he made me laugh, you know? And it was one of those things where, like, you know, it was probably people hitting on her all the time. And she's like, I just want to focus on my studies. Yeah, he's the trench coat guy. But nobody- wears all the trench coats. Yeah, nobody ever thought to to genuinely make her not laugh. And I'm not talking, like, potty jokes and yeah, just yeah. being yeah. raucous humor or but, whatever, but But again, but. you know, that's that's what's great, I think, about this movie, too, is that Cameron crow got somebody like john cusack who probably acts like this in real life i can almost guarantee it i i don't know the man i've never met him i've never even really seen interviews with the guy Mm -hmm. but you kind of feel like he's actually that eccentric in real life yeah because his sister's the same way you know and you can't have both of them acting the same exact way and not have a little bit of that arty in them you know what i mean and, and and that's why I think that's why it was so brilliant with casting John Cusack because he does do quirky things and he's very eccentric and things like that. That's why he fit this role so well, I feel. Yeah. Um, can we talk about this party? The can't hardly wait party? <laughs> because if you notice, this party is different in this movie than it is in all other movies. Okay. What usually happens in teen movies at parties? It's usually something bad. Yeah, it, always. Yeah. I mean, in in she's all that. You know, they had that party, and you know, she got made fun of, and, and it it was kind of a bad thing. Yeah. Um. In Varsity Blues, you know, yeah. it was Mox having to deal with what's her name, yeah. and the one dude had to go to jail, and all this kind of stuff. Teeter was. Yeah. Uh. And then, um. In, uh, uh, ten things I hate about you. You know uh, at the end of the party you know she does the dancing and everything and then he doesn't kiss her and then they you know like break up for a while and everything so it's always usually like you have this big epic party where you think something's good it's gonna happen and bad stuff happens yeah what I like about this is that this is actually something good that happens and it, it mm. might be like one of my favorite parts about the movie uh, because it develops them and it's so real between uh, developing these two you know she didn't know who he was she looked in the yearbook wasn't impressed ditched him at the party you know, eventually she she had some friends come over and it's like, You're, why are you with Lloyd Dobler? Come on, we can find you somebody better than Lloyd yeah. Dobler. Let's go. But along the way, he endears himself to her by being funny, being respectful, not approaching her again until she looked ready. Just kind of watching her from, from a distance. But still watching over, right. As he promised his father, he would. I won't let yeah. anything happen to her. And she even mentions uh, whenever she's talking to Lily Taylor, um, John Cusack's friend who plays Corey. Yeah. Uh, one's always talking about joe you know <laughs> she she even mentions you know he keeps checking he keeps checking up on me you know he'll be walking her because yeah. he's the key master so he has to stay sober yeah that's another thing that probably endears him to her because he's responsible like her dad and everything, um, you know, not like her dad. So what she's, she's yeah, I was about to say what she's saying. She got daddy issues. That's her yeah, major, maybe big maybe problem. not like her dad, but I mean, like she sees that he's responsible. He's kind. He's willing to not go. You know, be this jackass who goes and drinks and everything. He's he's keeping everybody else safe. You know, he's the fact that he's willing to be the ski ca- uh, master, stay sober, uh, and that it seems that you know, though he's not necessarily popular, he's extremely liked by everyone, and you know, almost as acts. Uh, you know, as someone they all look up to basically. Yeah. Yeah. So slowly over the night, you know, she's like, you know, she even sees him through the party and he looks and kind of waves awkwardly and she kind of rolls her eyes and turns away. It's like, Oh gosh. But then, you know, more and more people start talking about it. And, you know, by the end of the party, she's completely at ease with him and just goes along with him. You know, she, she's, she's, you know, they're, Oh, oh, we got one more key. Let's go find out who this key belongs to. When before she was just trying to stay away from him. Now she's like, you know, doing this thing with him. And they take the guy home, and like we said, we 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 <clears throat> talked about how she awkwardly hugged him after that and went in, and she was just like, she didn't expect to uh, get attached to somebody like that, to have those feelings. You know, I, I think that it <clears throat> excuse me, I think that it leads her to begin to accept that other things that she wouldn't considered might have the same positive effect. And we also we also see in this movie where it's different from a lot of movies too, in the fact that, you know, it's almost like the male character in the movie, the main male character is somehow changed by meeting this person and getting a chance with them. You know what I mean? Where with him, he's always been like that. Just like you were saying, you know, I was the key master, you know, he's been the key master, you know, he hasn't, it wasn't something that he was doing to make himself look good in front of her. He wasn't trying to change her opinion about him, you know, throughout the whole movie, he was just being himself. And that's what you don't see in a lot of these type of romance or rom-coms, let's say, you know, these high school type dramas, is that it's always like, you know, these these main male characters have this revelation that changes something about them and, and maybe the obsession about that other person. But with, with him, he was always like this. You know? Yeah, I think he's always been that guy, but he, like, being with her makes him try. Yeah. In life in general yeah. or whatever but, but it is. Not really, though, if you think about it, because even when her father, you know, if you're trying to impress somebody, a girl's father, right? But you, no, but I mean, that that doesn't break his honesty. Like, no, no. Obviously, he's always going to be honest. So when, his, when she right. asks him, he's going to be like, I'm going to be completely honest with you. Yeah. I don't know. Right, and right. And everything. So I think he's honest. So he's going to be completely honest whenever he's asked about that. But he's still trying he Still wants to do well with her father when he picks her up. I just want you to know, sir. blah 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 blah. You know, I'm kickboxer, so she's gonna be safe in my hands. I won't yeah. let anything happen to her. You know, he's really trying and everything. Where usually he's just kind of he's like, It's a new sport, you know, because the guy yeah. was like kickboxing. What yeah, he's that? like, It's officially been uh, recognized. Gloves you by... on your feet, you know, what was it recognized by? I can't remember, but the but, but but it, or ESPN. but I didn't realize that kickboxing like in America, I'm sure, but hadn't been around that long, like you know. Since the '80s or whatever, because he was saying it's a new sport, it's a new thing. It's probably you why know? Jean-Claude Van Damme's movie kicked uh, took off so fast, because people are like, "Whoa, what is this kicking yeah, stuff?" Yeah, but he is actually a kickboxer, you know. Yeah, and, and that and but I just think with with Lloyd, you know, if if I'm trying to impress a girl, I'm I'm gonna I'm not saying lie about it, but I'm gonna come up with a better excuse of no, I have no plans for my life. Yeah, but that's not Lloyd. You know, Lloyd's just like he's gonna be. I think he sees, he sees something special in his honesty, to where like he thinks that it'll impress her dad to be upfront and honest with him. Yeah, um, and obviously it doesn't because you know his his her dad is just like you know that doesn't make any sense or whatever. But in Lloyd's mind, it's like. You know, as long as I'm an honest person and I, you know, I'm a stand up guy, this guy should like me for his daughter. And and it's yeah, it's a double edged sword with him too, because he, he might not know what he wants to be in life, but he knows who he is yeah. in life. And that's that's with her problem. She knows what she wants to do with uh with her life, but she doesn't know who she is. That's a good that's a good juxtaposition. I didn't even think about that. So he knows what he wants to be he just doesn't know what he wants to do she knows what she wants to do but she doesn't know who she wants to be yes correct correct yeah. correct yeah See, that, he, that's, he, that's he's very yeah. confident he's she's got the focus academically in life uh, for a career and knows what she's doing there but her social skills are crap and she doesn't know who she wants to be as a person yes now that she yeah. has to be by herself whereas he is completely confident he oh, yeah. is, what he's doing this is who i am i'm not changing um, I, you know, this, I, I've grown and matured. The only thing that I, you know, yeah, yeah, that's good. Well, I, I like those and, weaknesses. But, and look how they grew up though. You know, her, her father had been All telling like, her. Helicopter dad. Yeah. Her father had been telling her who she should be her entire life. He didn't have parents to well, sit there and tell him who he should be Yeah, as they were person. in the military. So yeah. they're always away. They're yeah. in the army or whatever. They're and always away. his sister away. really is just kind of letting, letting him basically live in her house, really yeah. not having any so kind it's of that fine line between. between letting your kids be who they be but then also trying to give them direction and we call that nature versus nurture yeah and and the fine line of parenting and all yes. that kind of stuff but i mean it's it's very obvious thing where it's it with with her you know she knows she has she's pr- probably her and her father got together when she was 11 years old and mapped out her her uh, academic career and life right but her father being a father of a daughter and and i i have plenty of uh experience with this and and we'll have continue to have experience with this but you know having a father with a daughter it's hard to teach uh you know your daughter how to be a woman if you're not a woman okay if you're a man it's very hard for that father to teach her how to be a woman and what what you know she should be as a woman i think she was already like that before the her drive and everything as far as you saying the mapping i think she was already that way because she said that it made more sense to go with her dad. Like um, it, uh, I felt safe that way. It, it, for some reason, it made more sense. It's daddy and issues. I, but I mean, I I think because her mom's really not existent in her life. Yeah. So I we think we hear sensed, nothing of her. Yeah. So I think she sensed at a young age that her mom wasn't really all about her. Yeah. And her dad was completely about her to the point where he's going to embezzle money to make sure she has a good future and all that. What I wanted to say is that by the end of the party, she's completely at ease and just goes along with him. This leads her to begin to accept that other things that she wouldn't have considered might have the same positive effect because she didn't consider, you know, anybody like Lloyd Dobler, you know, boys in general. Yeah. But now this Lloyd Dobler, she looks up his picture is like, oh, you know. Not well, she tells him no right at first. Right at first when he asks her she, to go yeah, out, she's she like, says nah, no. I, I got things to do. What are you doing on Friday? Oh, I got this. What are you doing Saturday? I got things to do around the house. He's like, so you're basically perpetually busy, you know, that type of thing. So she finally did. But so she didn't consider him. She didn't want to consider him. But she, she finally went out on a limb, went out with a guy, ended up having a great time, ended up being very endeared to this guy and having a connection with him and thinks, okay, well, maybe if I do other things that, you know, are outside of my comfort zone or whatever, maybe that's that same positive effect. Um, I think she, that's after that, that's when she begins to consider her father as maybe not what she thought, you know, especially with these agents around and everything, people investigating him, you know, that she wants to wait for England you know she said she'd wanted to wait a year so she can experience more of this life thing before she has to grow up Um, and when she goes back to doing what she's told by her father breaking up Lloyd doing all this kind of stuff she is extremely unhappy and depressed because now she's had a taste of uh, of life getting out of my own bubble yeah getting out into the world and doing stuff right so I think it shows that you know you know in your comfort zone is okay for certain things but it's going to be detrimental uh if you don't get out there and experience things and once you have experienced those things it's going to be hard to put that genie back in the bottle because now you know what it feels like to have that connection with somebody and now i'm extremely unhappy and depressed when when but obviously that doesn't happen till later well and you see and you also see you know john cusack is the exact opposite of her father you know, and they say that you know a lot of women tend to marry their father. You know, but he's the the literal epitome of exactly everything different from her father. I mean, right. I mean, there there's no similarities besides the love for Diane. There's no similarities between the two yeah. because he he keeps nothing but secrets. Yeah. Her father does. Where Lloyd has no secrets. He lets he he tells everybody and anybody that'll listen his whole life story if they you know if he could right you know so it's it's that whole thing with the secrets you know and that's why I think you know I feel like she was more heartbroken about that the fact that he lied to her not what he was doing so much you know because in in a way she probably thought like okay well he's doing it for a reason you know he's doing it to take care of me you know and that's what she wants ultimately you know she wants somebody to take care of her not not you know, intellectually, or sure, somebody that they can take care of each other. Yes, yeah, right. yeah, and 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 where with him, he lied to her. You know, his own daughter, and I think that was his his biggest wrong in her yeah, mind. It's a good, it's a good, uh, good way to see it because you know you typically hear you know women, you know will eventually go for somebody that reminds them of their dad and yeah. go yeah. with somebody that reminds them of their mom and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And, I, I and went somebody reminds me of my brother, apparently. <laughs> and that's true in, in some uh, aspects of this movie, but, um, you know, cause, because he's honest, he's a stand-up guy, he's uh, reliable, you know, you, you, you can tell he's trying to be a responsible person and everything, which is what her dad is, but... He's also very honest about not having a plan, you know. <clears throat> I'll go where I go, I just know who I am. You know, yeah. that type of thing. And so so yeah, you know, the the fact that now that she's been with this guy, she's, and, and, and she's waking up to the world, she's starting to see that, you know, some things with, you know, that her how her dad had her, you know, locked down like she was yeah. isn't the best because now she's had a taste of it and she's even more miserable now not having it. Yeah, because eventually he all, has, all she wants is honesty. Yeah, that's what she wants. She wants, you know, the problem with with that, though, is all she wants is honesty from everybody around her. But the biggest problem is, is she will not give honesty to everyone else around her. Meaning that, you know, when when he says, I love you, you know, things like that, you know, she she. Uh, OK, you know, kind of thing like that, you know, she, she just really wasn't. She wasn't honest with herself at the beginning in a way. You know, oh, and I think you, you she gets a lot that. I said her father. I love you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Okay. You know, but but like she's not honest with herself because then you know she's just with her father. She's very honest with her father, but her father twists her in in, in ways that make her not be honest with herself. Like, yeah, it's like it's wanting really to go to England. You know, wanting to get the scholarship. You know, you, you can tell that he had a lot of input in this where to go. You know, and want to go to the best schools and. You know, oh, you can't go out because you got to deal with this person. You got to do th- with this class. You got to get good grades. You know, whatever. But, you know, she wasn't honest with herself until she met Lloyd, who who is full of honesty. You know, and so so I felt like he was able to draw that honesty out of her and pull her away from being more like her father and being more like herself. Yeah, and, you know, she uh, uh, part way through this movie, um, her dad basically gives her this whole speech that makes her feel guilty for being with. Um, lloyd and then at the very end of it um kind of pooh poos it away and says oh, do do it do it do it do what's right you know do what you yeah. whatever you whatever you do uh, i'll i'll you know is is the right decision and that's a huge form of manipulation yeah. because you go through this whole spiel of don't do this don't, you know blah blah, blah 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 but then at the end you say you know what and and you're trying to make the person think oh you know it's okay do what you want to do but now you've just convince them through this whole speech you've had to, you know, drop it. It's very manipulative. Okay. So since we pretty much jumped around quite a bit on this episode. I know um, it's, it's frustrating but, as but hell for me. But we can bring up anything. No, man. I know. We can bring up anything. You, or say anything. I, I'm about to you say, say anything. anything. I'm about okay. to say anything. Now, oh God, okay, we've got to talk take. about the greatest scene, in my opinion, in any Movie. I thought we were gonna leave that to last. No, because it's not at the very very end. But they haven't broken up yet. Okay. So, so as the the dad the dad's like, you gotta do all this. Spoilers. Yeah, and she's like, oh. So anyway, so she finally gets with him, and um, you know, she got that letter from him. Yeah. And it was just a simple note. You know, they had a great night and everything. And he even told his friends what it was. And they're like, that's perfect. I've never gotten a letter like that. And it only says a couple things. It says, you know, if you ever need anything, I'm here for you. Did you feel Love underwhelmed Lloyd. by the, the this letter in a way? I, not, not by what it said, but the fact that, you know, it almost seemed like it was supposed to be an important part of the movie. And then you're like... I thought yeah, it was perfect. Okay, whatever. I thought it was perfect because it was very simple, which is, it seems that's what Lloyd is. He's just a simple guy and everything. I, I mean... It, on the surface at least you know yeah. it, it's but i mean it, diane doesn't need a huge thing you know she's never been yeah. wooed and she's yeah. never had poems people have been too intimidated to talk to her and everything so this fact that it's just a simple thing you know if you ever need anything i'm here for you love lloyd or whatever it said something close to that it's, it's, you know, and even the girls were like, oh, my God, I've never gotten a letter like that. Just something simple because, I mean, most guys don't do that. You know, they don't write right, letters. Right, but I kind of felt like I wanted the letter to be the thing that pulled her back to him. But it didn't. It but, wasn't Well, it, no, because they were already together at that point. They, right. They, they, were, they were chilling and everything, but then it was after that. He thought after, it was the letter. He yeah. thought it was the letter that broke him up, but it wasn't. It was it the was conversation her, that she had with her dad. Well, I, I think a lot of it was the conversation she had with her dad, and I felt like the way she felt was she needed She needed Lloyd. She needed him because he was her rock. You well, know? I think she got drunk off of the worldliness that he's bringing to her, the fun that she could have, and not being so stifling in her life and everything. And as her dad was talking to her about that, things that sobered her up to back to where she was set at the beginning of this movie where it was like oh my god I, I got all this other stuff I gotta do and she's like I have all these responsibilities I felt like it kind of sobered her up a little bit to that you know she was a little love drunk or whatever yeah. and now she's a little sobered up now like I can't be doing this and that, that scene that might you know there's a couple different things that you could say it's your favorite scene but yeah. uh, you know you really feel for Lloyd when she's when he's like you just broke up with me Yeah, you know cause yeah. he's like wait did you just break up with me? And they're talking, talking, and everything. And then she says something. And he goes, You just broke up with me.
1: Wait a minute. What did we just decide? We decided. Because I'm worried. Did you just break up with me? No. No. It sounded like you did. No. We decided that we're friends. I mean, I know it's a terrible word. Well, for friends, why can't we see each other? I think that we should stop going out on dates. Oh, I feel like a dick. You must think I'm a dick. No, I don't. I yeah, don't. you do. Boy, we shared the most intimate thing two people can share. You shared it with a dick. No, I didn't. It's because you're dead. No. You talked to Corey? Why? Did you tell Corey what well, happened? Well, she figured it out. I'm sorry if that upsets you, but... No, that's fine. She'll tell everybody, but that's fine. Did you tell anybody? just my dad. You told your dad? You have Corey in D.C. I have my dad. What? I'm sorry I said that. Forget I said it. I said what I thought I meant, but forget it. I love you, okay? What is that? What are you doing with your hands? Talk to me. One party you're talking like that girl, Sheila. Don't be mean. This is hard for me, too. Don't do it. Just take this pen, please, and write me. I don't believe this. You just broke up with me.
0: But again, you it's know, talking so to a character like Lloyd, who is so blatantly honest about anything and everything, that to to kind of beat around the bushes on giving him the response of breaking up. How you many know, bushes? There's quite a few. Okay, But, I mean, the fact that instead of just coming out and saying, hey, you know, I need to," I've pulled too far away from, you know, where I want to go in life, not who I want to be. Remember, you know, she I think in a way, you know, having that conversation with her dad kind of put it more in perspective in who she wanted to be. Yeah. That conversation had put it more in sp- uh, not cuz cuz you know at that point she was just like not even so much pumped about when she was with Lloyd especially, but she wasn't as pumped about going to school, going off to, you know, her dreams that she's had for however many years she wanted to be with Lloyd, you know? And so, so I think when she was with Lloyd, she, she got to see who she wanted to be in life where when she was with her father, it was all goal oriented towards, you know, academic, uh, academics. It's all about Lloyd popping that bubble that she had been he really in did. for years that that she didn't get to experience. It's not about just not the real world because obviously she lived in the real world, but she didn't get to experience anything. She didn't allow herself to experience yeah. anything. So well, and that's that's why I'm saying you got you got two protagonists in this movie. You got Diane and Lloyd, and then the the only antagonist in this movie is the father, and that's why you know these are the three main core characters in the movie. And then obviously you get. He goes and drives out in the rain, and he's, oh, in a, man, that he's on a phone booth scene. when it's pouring down that rain. That's awesome. And he's talking to his sister, and he says, I gave my heart, and she gave me a pen. Because it was a suggestion from her dad saying, you know, give him this pen. So why Tell did, him to why write he, you and everything. Do you think it's because of his eccentricness as an actor that he didn't just shut the phone booth door when it was raining outside? I don't know. Because later on, he says- Rain has baptized my car, you know, or the rain yeah. on my car is a baptism. Yeah. So I think he felt like he needed to, you know. Sometimes when you're miserable, you want to feel miserable. You want to listen to sad songs or terrible songs. Everybody, gets you want to, yeah. You want to be out in the rain or whatever it is, you know. I think that that had something to do with it, and obviously there's probably a little bit of Hollywood to it, but. Uh, it still felt real, you know, and then she's like, you know, won't you come home and he's like, oh, I'll be there later and everything. And he starts driving around with his little tape recorder talking to himself. I know he's talking to. It, yeah. And I thought that was kind of cool that he he called his sister, you know, he didn't call one of his friends. Yeah. She you raised know, him. Yeah. Basically. But but it's like, you know, he had he had talked to them about everything, you know, even, even when they did the deeds. Probably embarrassing, you know. You think probably the, maybe uh, it was an embarrassing there's thing. Probably, slight. I mean, he doesn't seem like a guy who would get embarrassed, especially no. not in front of his friends. But it's probably not like he's just told everybody he started this romance yeah. with her, and they were together for what maybe a week or two, and then yeah, that was very up. very vague about what the time period was there. Yeah, I, I was getting kind of confused there. Yeah, but, it could have been the whole summer, or it could have just been a week or something like or that. Or could, it could have been the fact that you know they they were kind they kind of warned him with her. You know, they're the saying that he, she wouldn't be a good fit, so maybe he didn't want to be like getting the here hearing the i told you so, so that's but why i called his sister i was thinking it was longer because of the uh the dad um was being investigated but i think at the beginning of the movie that's when the investigation was wrapping up and they were about to arrest him and that's well, when they started coming to his house did you I notice think. when he was wearing his uh, his prison uniform the dad his hair was like really white you went to like Fraser status. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like his ha- hair was extremely light I don't colored. Ma- it maybe it was the sun color. or something. But you know, that's kind of another thing. I was like, well, has there been some time that's passed here, or you yeah. know, that that little that and that's the only thing that I was kind of confused. And, and it was a little bit of that with almost famous too. I noticed with Cam and Crow, where it's very hard to determine time periods and how long things were taking yeah you know and 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 i kind of felt like that in this movie was like that too and while he's going through that breakup crap the dad you know in a typical movie you'd see them eventually warm up to the sun or the sun The, the daughter's boyfriend or Right, right, right It never happens in this movie Up to the very end He is defiant In her being with Lloyd Especially when he kind of He's pretty much A stand-up dude, too He you is know? He's a great You couldn't ask I mean, obviously Everybody wants You know, their children To be with successful people That'll, you know Help take care of them And all this kind of stuff But I mean you know, you, you couldn't ask for really a better person, but he was just so adamant that she needed to do her own thing. Yeah. And maybe that was because of his issues and with his wife and him doing his own thing and all that kind of stuff. Either way, um, he goes to buy that luggage and all his cards get declined. It's such a great scene when he goes home and he gets in the bathtub. It just yeah. cuts to a clip of him in the back, back bathtub, and he looks absolutely terrified and he's you know cowering in the bathtub because he knows it's about to yeah. go on and even though he knows that after he gets out of the bathtub he's still he's just he's in misery he's just waiting for it i feel like he's just waiting for it to happen yeah wait for the other to drop, for the arrest to come and all that yeah. he's, he knows it's gonna happen he's gonna keep denying it but he knows it's gonna happen and that's when you start to realize because at the beginning you're like well maybe he didn't do anything you know he's very confident in that and and when he's with talking with the older people there you could tell he cares about him and everything so you're like maybe he didn't do it and so you, you think that maybe there's a little bit of redemption. i didn't think he did it. i thought maybe it was like some tax fraud you know when i first watched the movie i was yeah. like oh maybe, maybe he just didn't pay his taxes you know here and there but but the but the reality of the situation was a lot more dire than i thought it was that i thought it was going to be you know what i mean yeah. like i and, and what he really did was pretty bad Really, Staling really bad stealing from all the old people Yeah, and, and, and from their families Dad,
1: did you do it? Did you take that money?
0: Sweetheart, no, don't be ridiculous
1: I Swear to God I need to know the truth Honey I swear to God I swear to God I found the money that's not what you think what am i supposed to think well, honey about what you stole from them you lied to me how do you think that's supposed to make me feel
0: you think you know what this money is yes I. no you don't know what it is it's not for me this money's for you for when you come back from england with honors to set you up so you don't have to depend on anybody again i, I take better care of those people and their families do I care for them. I give them flowers. I feed them. I wipe their mouths. No, but
1: you stole from them. I make their lives better. You let me defend you. And you knew you were guilty and you let me become a part of it. God, how All
0: right, all right, go ahead. When I'm old, give me someone like me, but go ahead.
1: I trusted you. I stood up in court five years ago and I picked you. Why are you being so hateful to me? Is this because of Lloyd? No, I told you everything and you lied to me. I would have done anything for you. That's right, work it out. No, I will. I don't want to leave something out because I know I can say anything to you. You're a liar and a
0: thief. Take it easy how bad you make me. I'm the only dad you've got. When Ioni Skye took the part, she said it was hard for her to play it because she said she's so opposite from Diane Court. She's like, I'm not a brainiac. I didn't get good grades. You know, I'm not obsessed with schooling and all that kind of stuff. I wasn't obsessed with my future. But she also didn't see anything wrong. She didn't see much wrong with what he was doing. It was like she she said, Yeah, these people don't get any don't get any kind of communication with their families. Yeah. They're and he taking said, I take better care they're of they're taking them. better care of than they would be with their families and he's taking a little off the top from that. Now, obviously we know that's bad and we know it's yeah, wrong and illegal yeah. and everything, but When she first did that, she's like, "I don't know why I I would be my character would be upset at this." She's like, "Obviously, I I understand that it's a bad thing." She goes, "I just have to get there mentally." Well, we we stated why it was bad. It wasn't so much, I mean, it's bad what he did, but the fact that he lied to her, you know, so blatantly for so long, for a reason, you know, basically saying that he's he's giving her all that money, but you know, okay, I, I I I see that, I guess for the last maybe four years but for the entire time that he was working there you know he'd been doing it for 17 years and you have to think of diane's reaction too because he loves his daughter and and that's completely clear like it's it's, without a doubt yeah there's nothing shady going on towards it he loves his daughter and this is, and he did this for her. Like all the money that he had, t- had taken off the top and saved, it was for her to buy a house when she gets back to yeah. the states from England, so she can doesn't have to worry about starting he her a car. car he doesn't have to worry about starting a, a new life or whatever. Um, but you know. Uh, on the surface, yeah, he's probably taking better care of those people than their families, but it's still stealing and he's justifying it. And she's got a car and a and a, a ring from from this stolen money, you know, so it's like receiving stolen property in a right. way. And that's know? what I was going to say. And when you see it from Diane's point of view, is, uh, you know, she chews him out. You know, he's he switched the subject, blame, blaming Lloyd. Is this because of Lloyd? This type of thing, you know. So, so he's he's really tra- he's real shady about like like oh, you know, whenever she's trying to chew on it, you know, he's trying to blame Lloyd and everything and messing with her head again. Um, he, he's he's become an expert on on how to manipulate her because, um, and I want to get into this, but we, we can we can we can do the boombox thing. But you know, it, it's it's interesting because she, you know she's now involved in it because now she feels like it's her fault because he was doing all this embezzling for her, she feels like now that she's stolen the money. But before before all that, um, obviously they're broken up and she's gone back to, well not gone back, but now she's miserable because she's back to her old life, yeah. but now she's had a taste of, of the real life, of, of being with somebody and caring with, yeah. about somebody, and now she doesn't have it anymore. And so she's miserable, he is miserable, and he's like, all right, I'm going to let it go. He even calls her and said, can you destroy the letter? It hurts me to know that it's out there in the world somewhere, that type of thing. And he can't figure out because because obviously before this they had sex and uh, this song called In Your Eyes by Peter Gabriel was playing. And so in that scene when he has nothing else to do, when he has nothing else, no no, no other options, um, he, he does the only thing he he, he can do. Which is, which is play that song outside her window. Yeah. Um, when one of the most iconic scenes of all of Hollywood history is this scene of John Cusack holding the boombox outside of Ione Skye's or Diane Court's window. Um, and it plays In Your Eyes by Peter Gabriel. Now, that was playing when they hooked up. But in that scene, um, you remember he was trembling. Yeah.
1: Are you shaking?
0: All my instincts.
1: You're shaking. I don't think so. You're cold.
0: I don't think I am.
1: Then why are you shaking? I
0: don't know.
1: I think I'm happy. Here's some blanket. Listen to the song. It's a really good song.
0: He's shaking because he's so happy and everything. And she even said, listen to this song. Um, this song is so great and everything. Let's just listen to it. And so those two things, uh, the fact that um, that it's one of these rare things that he's found out about her. Because remember, there's not much to her. It's all been about schoolwork. Yeah. So she doesn't listen to a lot of music. She doesn't do this, this, or that and everything. But it's one of these rare things, this bits of information that he gets about her. Oh, she likes this song. I got to keep this, you know. This is I got to keep this and hold this information like it's precious, because I don't know a lot about There's not a lot about her. There's yeah. not a lot to her or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so um, that and the fact that he was so happy during that moment. That, those are the two reasons I think. I think it goes beyond them. It just being the song that was playing when they were having sex. But you know, I, I think that that's that's why he played that that boombox yeah. scene. And, and and just to see his determination on his face, and and you can go into the uh, the background behind that scene, but he uh, that that look in his eyes, it was just it, He was determined. He was he was frustrated. I mean, it showed so many different emotions in just in his face in that scene alone, and that's why. You know John Cusack. This is another reason why John Cusack's such a great actor because it just showed so much in that scene. Now go ahead and tell them the background about it. Well, yeah, you know the the, the look of the look of defiance, determination, yeah. and everything. I mean, they shot that scene quite a few times. Uh, it just wasn't working. They actually shot it in a different location, like in a neighborhood setting. It looked like because this one was filmed kind of like on a dirt road. It, like it, it doesn't look like in front of like their like house, the right? No, no. But they did shoot one that looked like their neighborhood, and that didn't look right. They shot at that that place where where it ended up being the final shot came from, and he was tried sitting on his car and all this kind of stuff, but nothing was working, and and Cusack was actually getting pissed about it, you know, like he didn't think it was going to work with it and all that, and finally camera crew was like, look, look, let's you know they were losing the light, that's why it's so low light and everything. Look, let's try one more time. Uh, and so they they shot the scene, and as it slowly zoomed into John Cusack, they say what you can see is the pissed off uh look on John Q face that this isn't going to work you know it's it's a look of defiance I don't want to do this scene it's holding it up and he has this this look like I'm you know it's not going to work or whatever but that's what you need from Lloyd in that moment because he does this is his last desperate ditch attempt to get, uh, he's called her seven times already right. and- to get her attention, to get some kind of communication. The last thing to reach out before she goes off to England and out of his world forever. Yeah. You know how is he going to do this? You know, and so it has that you know that that look of defiance, that look of determination. it's, it's yeah, that last uh, look of uh, you know I don't know why I'm doing this, but I'm doing it anyways. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's like what was going through John Cusack's head. That's uh-huh. probably what was going through Lloyd's head. So when you look at that. That was the last um, uh, take of that scene, and that's the one that they ended up using in the movie. So when you see that look, just know that's that's John Cusack being pissed off that he has to do this scene because right, he didn't right, think it was going right. to work. Much less go down in history as one of the most iconic scenes in any movie. Much less romance, in especially movies. the music to go along with it too. I mean, it was, it, I. You know, Ooh, that, that triangle we sit, we sit there, and the yeah. tribal beast. The doom, 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 and we sit there and we sit boom, there and, 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 and the lighting and everything is perfect for it. You know, like the sun's going down, you know, sun's almost pretty much down, you know, but it's just the look of it. You know, he's wearing his his that trench coat, that trench Trenchcoat. coat, which is very iconic as well in this movie, at least, you know, but, you know, well, know. it became a scene that they almost cut and. Excuse me, it became. It was a scene that they, they almost cut and uh, it, it ended up being what they put on all the posters and yeah. everything is yeah. this dude in his trench coat holding up a baboon box and everything. So it wasn't supposed to work, but it became such an iconic scene that now it's on all the promotional material for it. Even though the original poster was them laughing in the car, they had to put a little a little screen grab yeah. of him on the, in the bottom corner of him holding up a But, you know, in most people that don't watch this movie often or have watched it, you know, I mean, they're going to tell you that that is the most iconic scene in the movie. And it's, 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 it's a token of what uh, Cusack and Cameron Crowe said was like the mantra of the film, which is this quote, optimism is a, uh, as a revolutionary act. Yeah. So it's optimism, but you're using it as this, this revolutionary act where you're going to take charge, you're going to change things, you're going to do, excuse me, do all these different things. Man, I got some, I got some indigestion today, but um, yeah, it's it, it, that—that's what goes into the scene. Yeah, that, that's what goes into the scene. As is that—that is is that mantra they had: the optimism as a revolutionary act. He, I don't know how much optimi- optimism he had. Uh, Lloyd had. By the time where he, you know, he had nothing else to give except for holding up a because he, he he, he pretty much gave up. Uh, he gave up at a point and, and, and there at the end. He and did he was after just, this part. He's like, I I I don't know who that is. You know, I don't know who Diane Court. I mean, he did everything in his well, power. Well, she to- even said she's like, you know, I don't want to hurt you anymore. And he goes, Don't worry, you can't hurt me anymore. Yeah, and so he was he was he was uh, he probably wasn't over it. I mean, obviously he wasn't over it. No, definitely. But not. he he had started to to get over it like he was starting to get to a point where he could start to get over it he wasn't actually getting over it but he was starting to find a a way to get over it and and that's just basically forgetting that this person existed you know and then and then one of the craziest scenes in there you know is is when she just realizes that her world is falling apart you know her her dad's probably gonna go to jail her dad's in a lot of trouble you know she she wants that back she wants that that life back and and so she you know the the thing that she does is she goes to her protector she goes to the one person that that showed her you know what her life could be you know right and that's that's lloyd and 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 i don't i would say i would disagree on that point i would say i don't think that he has accepted it i think he has um accepted that she's done with him And only because he didn't think he had a shot in the first place. So in his mind, it's kind of, well, of course she dumped me. Yeah, There's you know, why wouldn't she dump me? Like he didn't blame her for, like, obviously he was pissed about it and everything. And and he knew knew it was her dad and everything. But but he asked her, he said, he said, is it your dad? You know, he, he's like, he, he, he never, she never really gave him a reason for it. You know, I mean, she said, I'm busy. I got to do this, this and that. But she was busy before. You know, so in, in, a, in a sense, she didn't, you know, then that's probably made it worse for him because, you know, she didn't really give him a full on reason why she's doing, you know, breaking, breaking his world, you know, yeah, in, in a way. And so I think that's what made it harsher for him because he didn't know why she was, you know, destroying everything that he cared about, uh, you know, up to that point. Yeah, uh, um I can't remember what I was saying. (laughs) Sorry. No, you're fine. Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, So, anyways, uh, let's see. A Diane Cheese Mouse. I already did that one. Uh, Yeah, I completely lost my train of thought. Uh, What was I saying before that? Uh, I can't remember. Um, So. One thing I wanted to talk about was um, The phrase say anything So um, Obviously it's, a, it's the, the title of the movie um, But It's said twice in this movie um, The first time it's said is by the dad And he's saying you yeah. can say anything to me And it started out as an endearing Statement of trust between the two You can say anything to me um, And at the end When she says I can say anything To you yeah. it's it's Now she's pissed at him yeah. you know and i can't remember if it's that last fight that they had she does or get pretty petty at the, the end in the, the the jail or whatever but she throws it in his face uh and being able to say how how betrayed she feels like like say if before it was the the trust between the two you can tell me anything now it's i'm gonna tell you i can tell you anything i'm gonna tell you how you betrayed me you know yeah. it, it, you say i can say anything you know uh it's 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 throwing it in his face being able to say how, how how betrayed she feels as her naivety relied on on her leaning on him to tell her what's what you know uh, meeting lloyd has now changed say anything from something that imprisoned her in her naivety to something that frees her for the first time in her life and and the person she this is this is tacking on to what you just said uh, now that she's freed for the first time in her life she's broken up with Lloyd. what's the first person she runs to her father uh, her no it's, it's lloyd oh oh uh, after that the, after they talking, fight yeah, no yeah, no yeah. so so you know that 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 saying you can say anything to me it's 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 getting her to tell him everything so he knows everything about her life better to control it now she's saying i can tell you anything this is now it's switched to trust now i'm going to tell you how betrayed i fell feel and um and so it's changed that. Now Now she's free to, to be able to say anything to him, yeah. to say how she truly feels. She's free for the first time in her life. And the person she runs to in her freedom yeah. is Lloyd. Yeah. And he wants nothing to do with her. Now, did you notice at the end they started making her – they started, you know, really going heavy on the makeup with her. Yeah. Right under her eyes, they made it real purple. Like she hadn't had any sleep and everything. Yeah. Like she – when she came to him that boxing oh, studio and he pushed her Bragging. away and everything, she looked – like she had been uh, like, through the ringer. Yeah, she she looked like she was a mess. You know, it's like she, had, like I said, she had the dark circles under her eyes and everything like that. I mean, obviously, it's Ione Scott, she's still beautiful. Yeah, and everything. But I mean, you could tell uh, just just that little and the look on her face where she's just worn out and she's just tired and all this kind of stuff. You know, it, it's it's such great acting. It's such great realism for this movie, and it's such such a, a, a great delivery and, and a, a great direction by, by, by Cameron Crowe. Um, there's there. I, I can't really think of a romance movie that, that really beats this one uh, besides I can, I maybe either. eternal sunshine. That's, that's one of my favorites. So that's a, another kind of, um, that one's way out there and everything. It gives you kind of a, the eternal sunshine kind of gives you a little bit of uneasiness by, by the end. I mean, you know that, you know what's happening, but it's uneasiness. It's, we, oh, you mean as far as what the future holds? Yeah, and where with this one, you, you kind of look at it like, okay, I think they're going to be all right. You know, I mean, they they went through some of the hardest things that some uh, a couple could go through right at the beginning. You know what I mean, right at the get go. And I mean, the fact that he chooses at the end of the movie to go with her, even though her dad is trying to basically say, you know, still try to run her life from prison, you know, and lying to her and everything else is still trying to run her life. Yeah, and he's still trying to make decisions for, her. and you know, Lloyd's just like man. I think I'm going to go to England. I don't care what you say. Bit basically, yeah, man. Like he was so pissed that he had to. He's like, it's not fair. And and I get it. I mean, obviously, he did what he did was wrong and everything. Yeah. And you gotta you gotta own up to your punishment and everything. But, um, I, I felt kind of sad because he was like, you know, all the work that I've put in, yeah. to help Diane get to where she's at. And I have to have you now as a go-between. Yeah, like I I get that as a father. Like uh, like I would I would I'd hope that I would never do anything shady. I mean, yeah. I, I, but I, but then again, I'd like to think I'd do anything for my daughter. You oh, know, absolutely do anything for my son and everything. So, um, it, it kind of hits you, I think, as a parent. It, it's kind of maybe what Ione Sky was talking about. It's like I don't see why. Like obviously, I know what he did wrong, but like, am I mad at it? I'm not really yeah. mad at it. Like, but like I was saying earlier she's not mad so much of what he did as much as she is mad about he being dishonest being, with her. being yeah, yeah and manipulating her and she realized that at the end you know you could tell she she kind of started to see it the more time she spent with Lloyd how much her father was manipulating her and then at the end she she saw it all you know she saw it all she saw she saw what he had been doing and and the way he'd been uh, really kind of trying to run her life, you know, instead of letting her run her own life. Yeah, and a lot of it, a lot of his anger, the dad's anger throughout this movie, because he seemed like a pretty pleasant guy. He seemed like he was okay with Lloyd, you know, yeah. until he realized that he was, you know, she wanted to not go to England or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, he... Almost he, replacing the father in a way, you know. <clears throat> right, but once he started feeling the walls closing in, he was angry then from then on out because he knew he was guilty and yeah. everything. So, yeah. um. Did you see the the similarities between this and The Graduate at the very end? Yeah. Remember The Graduate? Yeah. Hop. yeah. Remember how he breaks up the wedding and she runs out with him and they get on the bus together and they're in the back of the bus and it's driving and it's just, it ends yeah. on the shot of them going together. Yeah. And it's the same thing with, like, say anything. They're in the plane. It just uh, ends on a shot of them looking up at the light, waiting for it to go off. Now, the difference between those is the graduate, you could start to see something wash over their faces where they're like, oh, what have we done? You know, was this the right idea? You know, so it's like the difference between this and the graduate, you know, those two were waiting for something unknown. Yeah. And they didn't know if it was going to work out or did we do the right thing? Whereas Diane Court and uh, Lloyd Dobler, you know they're 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 waiting for the unknown to pass so they yeah. can move yeah. they can move on the, the you know the graduate they're they're unknown maybe years this yeah. unknown is only five minutes because Lloyd said. The worst things in plane accidents and stuff happen usually happen within the first five minutes. I don't know how taken. much of that is right. <laughs> it is. It oh, is. Okay. Yeah, like the the most dangerous parts of flying are taking off and landing. That uh, well, You know, you're trying to sense. you're trying to get into the sky, and then yeah. you're basically a controlled crash is what a landing <laughs> is. So I mean, you know, if you think about it, you know, just just leveling off. I mean, yeah. that, that's that's the pretty much the easiest part of flying and everything. But yeah. um, did you like this movie? I have to ask you because I always ask you, I did love you like this movie. this movie? This is my favorite movie. It's your favorite movie of all time, of or all favorite time. romance, or what? Of all time, really? Of all time, I'm glad we got to do your favorite movie of all oh, time. Oh, absolutely! What's absolutely. your favorite part? Um, One more time. I mean, the, the boombox scene is is just amazing, but I'd have to say when he's out there bowing and and his his her her father fun. is having an honest moment with her and basically telling her, "Hey, you didn't mess up." just look outside yeah like you like know? oh did i well it doesn't seem like <laughs> he didn't have to him, do really. that and, and that's th- the thing he did not have to do that you know if he if he didn't want her to be involved because because he didn't he didn't want her to be involved because he knew that that would get in the way of of their plans yeah, not her a tip- plans a typical their plans. movie would have like a disapproving look from the father right, right. or something but they smile it was a real together. moment yeah and there's no lingering shot of when she walks away and his face changes or anything yeah, yeah. it's just they smile because they're like, oh, you know. She's smiling because oh look at Lloyd, and yeah. he's smiling because he's like oh you're know, happy for is, her. This is what somebody thinks of my daughter. Yes, 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 so. yes, and that's that's my favorite scene, and and the, the, her smile on it just kind of made it that much better, you know, because she realized that she didn't mess up, and and that he's an honest good guy, you know, yeah. Who are the standouts in this movie? Do you think? Uh, I'd have to say, the father, I can't say Joan because she just wasn't that big of a standout yeah. you know i mean it's, it's got to be a good part but i mean she was unbilled for a reason you know yeah the the father was definitely up there uh, you know i mean i i like john cusack so i'm gonna like his performance better and you're better. used to seeing john mahoney like uh, in the in his fraser, fraser role, yeah, but, where he's you know a nice guy and everything but but he's sarcastic and and yeah. and all that funny stuff so yeah, I, I mean, obviously the standout for me, Ione Skye, she's just, I mean, one, absolutely gorgeous. And two, yeah. you know, she brought a lot of naivety to this role. There's some of it where you could look at it and be like, As she's just, is she just inexperienced and not very good, or is she just naive? And I think that there's enough in this movie to show that that there's maybe a slight bit of an experience issue but a lot yeah. of it is her acting you know especially when she says uh you know how she is in real life and everything yeah so uh you know i it, i don't know i think ioni sky and obviously john cusack i mean this is where john cusack know, made his bones yeah like 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 i believe that the first john cusack movie yeah. is gross point blank okay that's like the first John Cusack movie yeah but this is the first one where I think people you know he had better off dead and and a couple other things but this is where people really took notice of him and I think because I mean it wasn't too long after this that he did gross point blank and and then all his plethora of other movies and everything but this one I think is what set him up as okay here's a legitimate star everybody knew that this is the last teen movie he wanted to do and stuff and so now he could move on from this point yeah yeah, and it it's just again, you know, it's my favorite movie, but it's also my favorite John Cusack movie, so. Do you like uh, Lily Tomlin? I always remember her from um The Haunting. Um no from uh what did I watch recently with her? Oh, uh she was Conjuring. In, she was in another John Cusack movie. She played his one of his exes in High Fidelity. Yeah. Lily Tomlin did. she she's the one that that always oh, talking about Joe, right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, she, was she, in, was, she was in The Conjuring. She was the mother in The yeah. Conjuring. And she was also in The Haunting about that. Yes. Uh, the yes. Hill House or whatever. Yeah. There's How, House on Haunted Hill and then there's The Haunting. And she was in The Haunting. But I think it was about that Hill I House. I think I like her whenever. more as an older actress. Liam Neeson was in that movie yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Li- and so so was uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones. That's right. I remember, that's like the first time I remember seeing Liam Neeson and, and Lily Tomlin. I think we yeah. were in The Haunting. Oh, no, Dark Man. Yeah. Liam Neeson was in that. Dark that's man. right. That's right. Oh man, Dark Man was awesome. And, uh, we need to do Dark Man, <laughs> not the terrible sequels. But you know, the sequels had uh, uh, Arnold Vosloo from The Mummy. Yeah, yeah. He, he played Dark Man yeah, and all the, in all the sequels afterwards. But yeah, it was Liam Neeson. He, he got was dark the, after that. He was one. the OG. Yeah, still the same villain and everything. Who was oh, the, yeah. the female lead in that in Dark Man? Remember. Do you remember? I don't remember. We have to watch that again. Yep. Definitely. We're also doing. Uh, I also want to do a couple others like. Uh, City Slickers. I don't know if you want to do that, but eh, doing doing we'll Some Dove we'll do with it. Dad. Yeah, I was like, man, I want to watch, I want to watch City Slickers again. I've seen this City Slickers is in so long. And I was like, it's another cattle drive movie. That's a really good movie, but uh, a good couple of movies. I just remember yeah. watching that when we were younger. There was something else I can't remember, but anyways, we uh we uh, we we got a general sense of the types of movies and uh, different a few others that we want to do this season. We're going to get together here in the next couple of weeks and uh, try to bang out a schedule just so we know which movies we want to do. We can set those up. I think that we had talked about wanting to do more theme months yeah. and everything to where we, we typically do. I think that works good for us, too. I think it, I think it works good because, you know, we, we kind of get into a groove when we start talking mm-hmm. about Adam Sandler movies, when we yeah. talk talk about late 90s teen movies, different things like that. So do more of those course we'll have our one-offs uh a bunch too because we have a lot of other movies we want to talk about but uh, i'm pretty excited to get into the season and hopefully we might towards the end of this season start uh, adding some video aspects to it maybe get a patreon get you know yeah people who want to sign on that they can uh we'll 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 post our video oh absolutely portions there and everything so uh do you have anything else to say about this movie it's phenomenal that's it you know, I actually love a Peter Gabriel song more than this one. It's called Book of Love. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, and uh, do you remember what that played on? A, a show that you and I really like? 40-Year-Old Virgin? No, a show that you and I really like. Come on. A medical show? Oh, House. Scrubs. Scrubs, okay. The, the season oh, finale. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of sort of like, well, the series the finale until they rebooted it or brought it back the next. I thing. used to have a few of the soundtracks, and it did it did have uh, Peter Gabriel on there. But, yeah, so. what they intended to be the series finale, even though it came back for a season and a half after that or Which whatever was it was. Which was ridiculous. Because uh, ABC bought it or whatever. But the intended season finale showed him walking down the hallway in, of the, the hospital in the Scrubs and he was saying goodbye to all the guest stars that you had yeah. seen, uh, uh, you know, throughout it. And then he gets to the outside where usually they have that parking lot, but there's like a sheet hung, and they're playing uh, like home movies, yeah, uh, you know, with like uh, little camcorders or whatever. Uh-huh. But it's of the future, yeah, of you know, Turk and and Carla having kids and JD and. Elliot getting married and having yeah. kids and having Dr. Cox over and all this kind of stuff. And But it, the whole time it's playing, it's playing The Book of Love Yeah. by Peter... Gale. Oh, man, it's such a good song. <laughs> Are you going to listen to it after we get off? Probably, probably. It was always In Your Eyes before I heard that in song. In your eyes, the light, the heat. Your eyes, I'm incomplete. Your eyes, I can't remember the rest. Ah, uh, in your <laughs> eyes... If you guys want to get a hold of us, we're on all social media at The Post Credit Podcast, except for Twitter. We're at The Post Credit. Our uh, email address is thepostcreditpodcast at gmail.com. We have a website. It's www.thepostcreditpodcast.com. And we're also on YouTube. Um, If you don't have anything else to say, Uh, throw me a bone. (laughs) We appreciate you guys listening. We'll see you next time. Let me do it again.